Thank God who has spared your lives. No more time to postpone things. For the clock of this world is running fast to an end. We give you the praise of God for the privilege you have given to us. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Jehovah Nisi. Thank God who have been yours. Our shield and hiding place. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We thank you, Jehovah. Our God and our King, we bless your name. We give you the glory and honor and praise. We thank you for what you have been doing among us. This weekend was glorious. For what you did in our crusade in Luton. For the news of your hand upon the home. We thank you for the news we are hearing on television. Jehovah will bless you. Because all these things validate your coming. He consoles our hearts. That in a short time, we'll soon be free with the torture of our longing soul. As you will come and intercept and intervene in the affairs of men. Where we will become part of you forever. Same with you completely. Where we will dwell in happiness without sorrow any longer. Our God and our King, we worship you. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. I want to welcome someone beside you in the name of the Lord. What a wonderful time we are living in. Well, church, this morning I want to thank you for standing in gap for me. I was announced to you last week that I'll be having a crusade in Luton. And those of you who were able to make it, I want to thank you immensely. We came back with the news report of the crusade, of the, you know, by video and audio. And I think the audio should have been uploaded in the blog. For those of you who were not able to be with us there, you can partake in the blessing there. It was an awesome visitation of Luton. But at the same time, I want to say to you all that there is an information that I've gone out, which every member of this church will have received. If you have not, it is because the church does not have the record of your email. If the church has the record of your email, you will have received the flyer of the Holy Ghost Convention for next month. So if that is you, you do not have it because it means that you, they don't have your email address. When we close, I want the ushers to get sheets of paper there for people to write their email address, you know, there so that they can send it to you. If you have email address or you have um, WhatsApp, 
you will be able to get it. On the offering envelope. Ah, pastor has made it easy. Put your email address on the offering envelope today. So it's easier. There are many things happening that I want to communicate to you as they come to me. Both spiritual and uh, governmental and intellectual and opportunities in the country. You know, which you can be part of. You should be part of really. You know, because if a door opens and an apostle knows it, you are the first beneficiary before it goes to other churches. And it is very necessary for me to have um, your information so that when I send such out within 24 hours, it's in the hands of all my members first before you hear it on the, on the public. Now, so next week, next month, we're having the Holy Ghost Convention and you will see the poster over there. That is the work of Pastor Ajayi, I'm sure. And that is from the uh, conference. Now, why do we do Holy Ghost Convention? The Lord told us in this church to hold four convocations every year. One, Jesus Seminar, where we teach about Jesus Christ, who is Jesus Christ, and you, you should know about the one that died for you, more than you know about any other story in the Bible. Then the second convocation is the Holy Ghost Convention, where we look at the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Spirit, where people can receive the baptism of the Spirit and receive gifts and manifest. A Christian who is a Christian for 10 years, 20 years, and he cannot operate in the gift of the Spirit is questionable. It's either he is ignorant or naive, or he is negligent. That is, having the knowledge of you, but doesn't care about it. But you will discover, what I will teach you today is part of what God told me, which I've been teaching you for the past one week, that is, you operating like God. And that was, that was the main focus in this weekend in Luton. And I'll teach you just one aspect of it. But you will recognize and agree with me that what you know today determines the comfort you have tomorrow. So, if you are in a particular level of comfort today and you are not happy with it, you can change your tomorrow by listening to knowledge or wisdom. Today, and there's no time that is too late. No time too late. No time too late. I repeat myself. No time. I don't want anyone among you to sit down at the shore of regret. You have no right to do so if you come to this church. You have no right to sit down in one place and be regretting why you didn't get a job or why things are not working for you, why they want to contribute, you don't have money, why they, you want to buy this, you don't have money. If you are a member of this house, you have no rights. No, you will never be justified before God. This is the reason why I've been going to school and going back to school and going back to school and going back to school. I don't need those certificates. But I want to show you that you can better your tomorrow today. You can decide today into a career. Four years, five years, time, you're in that career. And that career can change the whole of your life. So therefore, information is very, very necessary. And what you do with it determines what becomes of you. So I want to say that Many opportunities are rising up in the United Kingdom right now. Communicated to us from the Parliament, from the House of Lords, from various sectors. And as a church, we must be able to communicate all these things. You must look at your, as your email and other stuff, you know, and get involved with what the world is involved in, in that sense, 
So therefore, I want you to get yourself ready to enter a new dimension of power. Whatever level of revelation you have, when we enter August, it's a different revelation. So we have the Convocation of Holy Ghost Convention. Then we have the Family Clinic, where we look at marriage and uh, marital issues, you know. And then we have the Divine Intervention Convention, where we have every marriage. These are the four major convocations God told us. But now we have got the other one that have joined it, which is the Prophetic Voice Minister's a retreat which we do every July two weeks time we will be doing prophetic voice ministers retreat and the ministers retreat is for ministers come from all over the world even when I was coming this morning I had a minister who called and said apostle please I beg I don't know whether the uh, uh, the uh, something is close I want to pay I went to the internet yesterday and throughout this week trying to look for paying I registered I want to pay so we have people coming from various churches, various parts of the world. I was told about a bishop who just heard about it, you know, from Italy. And that the bishop is so, you know, unhappy that she didn't know and she wants to come to the meeting. What do we do in this meeting? We just prepare ministers for ministry. If anybody is called by God, you know, it is by your manifestation that you are appointed. I will gather now. And in this church, I train every one of you to be ministers so that those who are called to be will not need to be instructed when they are sent out. You have already covered it. From how to start a church from one person to two to three to four to a big church, how to structure the church, how to conduct Christian rituals like wedding, how do you draft a service for wedding, if a child dies, how do you bury a child? How do you draft the service for a child burial? If an old person dies, what about if an unbeliever dies and tells you that your church should bury him or her? How do you structure such service? What do you say in places like that? What can you not say? What about your involvement with the law? What, is, what are your limitations? What are your privileges in law as a pastor what is your relationship between the relationship between you and the members of the church according to the scriptures and what is the gray area according to the law what must you know what about the church account how can you run a church without being in debt how do you deal with people how can you help people from the level they are and take them to higher places on earth as a shepherd all those things we teach in the prophetic voice ministers. So that you come there, it's a practical, you know, life of ministry. So that you get out of that place, you have tools in your fingertips. Crusade, how do you plan it? Difference between crusade and evangelism. How do you get all these things done? So that when God will tell us to send you out, we don't need, we just give you, in this church, if we send you out, we just give you a pack. And we expect you to function. Because you have been trained. I will not send you out if we have not trained you. That's the reason why CFT has not popcorn everywhere in the world. I restrain it. I don't want to go to the grave with migraine. I would together. By sending people and then they've they impregnated one girl yesterday. And then the one who is the most head 
has just slept with somebody else's wife and there is calamity. They say, ah, but the apostle doesn't do this. Why should his pastor be doing that? It will not happen in safety. Yeah. That's the reason why you have to work with me like the apostles work with Jesus. So that you take out of me. Before I can say, you go and represent me, you must have gotten to that height. All my pastors, none, none of them disappoint us. Because that's how I've raised them. And every one of you should be raised. Because if you don't, if you don't think you are called today, you may be called tomorrow. I would get it now. So, having said that, I'm saying that to help us understand where we are. I think um, I need to also say this to you, um, um, New Cross, the general headquarters. <laughs> that the youth convention is next month. Uh-huh. If you are a youth in this church, I plead with you. Make sure you come. If you are a parent in this church, if your children are not involved, I beg you. Others are leaving them behind. I tell you. I tell you. Because in the youth meeting, there are many things the youth know that we don't know. Which is relevant to their age band because we were exported to England and they were born here. I would mean that. So they know more than us when it comes to here and their, their range. But one thing with them which I've not seen any church at all in the UK is how these youth help one another. Led by their pastor. Their pastor have left her office to go and meet many of them in university and stay weekend with them. As they are coming out of university, she sits them down with the rest of the leadership and help them know how to integrate into the offices. Not looking to the type of office we worked. But aiming high. So that they don't go and get useless employment. Okay? taking them to the city and helping them know that is where their destiny is. And many of them have gotten job in top organizations. When I talk with them, I want to begin to bring them before you. From next Sunday, I'll be interviewing some of you, youths, you know, so that they can talk to the church and help the church know how the youth group has shaped their lives and where they are going to in the future. People who are involved in it are never lagging behind spiritually, and, uh, you know, uh, in, in the society. They are not like a blind. When youth of CFT are earning over 50K, over 70K, and some of them are now going to three figures. I, I mean, my head bob, my, my heart bubbles. That though, if I can't earn six figures yet, I can put two, three of my youths with three figures, and that would be three times three, nine figures. Hallelujah. By my mathematics, I would get that. And I can be proud of that anywhere I go. You know that you guys, you wait for me 10 years, I'm going to rule over this country. Because this, this, these youths are from me and they are pushing their run. If just because of them I go back to school, I'm happy. When I finish now my LLB, you know, LLB hunts. <laughs> I join all the senior professional colleagues, you know. They are my senior professional colleagues, all these youths. I, I, one of them can do, I say, Apostle, what is it? I've applied for my BPTC, so, and they have applied for my New York bar, you see. 
and I've also applied for a master's degree. And then I was looking around and I saw another LLB that uh, I didn't do. I, I decided to go and do it. So they said, which one will you do? I said, all of the above. <laughs> and you know, Pastor, Pastor, uh, Pastor Tayo is finishing in Cranfield. I'm looking to follow him to Cranfield so that you can go to Japan and, and China to go and see what they are talking about business. Someone says to me, the apostle, when are you going to stop? I say, when I die. He said, are you not challenging me? He's one of the youth. I said, yes, that's what I'm doing. I want to wind you up. Yeah? So that if I just go, you know, there are some people, they start running. They are not real runners. But they will start and run fast. And in the middle, they will leave. So that the people who will run will run serious. Because at my age now, all the baggage and baggaging, I can't use most of them for anything more than just to advise. But I can use my going to run you. All, in, all the things inside you that are looking like you don't have anything. When you run, you will discover you have much energy. And my success is that at least I get some people to run. And in five years' time, there are more success among you. I am happy. Of course, you can always be proud of me and tell people that you talk about pastors. You say, shut your mouth. My pastor has this, has that, has that, has that, has that, and has and has and also a bricklayer. <laughs> so that is an achievement for me. But the youth, I want you not to miss your fellowship. Don't miss your fellowship. Also, I encourage you that your bonding together helps your spirit together. It helps your family together. You are a member of the family. Don't let anybody take you out of the family. I want to announce to you that one of our youth is now being mentor for cabinet ministership. <laughs> I love that. And we're going to talk about it. He will be cabinet minister. In the next election, he will be. There is no prayer. That is what already has been settled and they are working the cooperation and he will, he will be. So, and others who can join that boat, we also, once someone put the leg in the parliament, he will stand at the door and push the door. Hallelujah. Everybody will enter. <laughs> All right. What I want to share with you today is very simple. I've been telling you about you and God. I began to teach you about who you really are. John chapter 1 verse 12. It says, As many who received him who... Come on, let's speak now. As many who receive him, who do what? Believe. You understand? Receive and believe. When I'm talking now, I will not take it easy on law, lawyers or law students in this house anymore. If I read the scripture, if you're a lawyer, if you're a law student, I will point to you to finish it. Because that is the basis of your education. You are trained to know dictum. Correct? And, you know, decisions of judges. Now, these are the judges in the Bible what they decided, the first judge is Judge Willows, Chief Justice Jesus Christ. He said, as many who what? Receive him and who? So receive and believe, they are two different things. To believe in something and to receive something are two different things. And he says, God give them what? The power or the right or the audacity to be called who? Sons of God or children of God. Now listen to me, therefore. Say after me, God is my father. 
I am his son. My, God and I are the same. There is no difference between me and God. Let me say something to you. What I've said to you is just what, is, what it is. Because that scripture is the truth and nothing but the truth. Every child, look, every son looked like their father. Correct? But every son also had the capacity of their father. Or rather, the potential of their father. But not every son is able to operate like their father because of the age they are. So a son grows from a baby and the father carries the son and says, this is my son. And the father will spend time grooming the son so that the son can become like him. Every father wants the son to be like him first and then go beyond it. So where the son is not behaving like the father, the father is not happy. And the father will do everything to bring his head back that. This is your father. Your father don't do this. Your father don't do that. You cannot do those things. And then when the son grows up one day, his voice will be like the voice of the father. He will begin to judge like his father. He will begin to reason like his father. And his father will test him with various things to know whether the boy has fully formed. And then he will tell the boy, now I'm happy. You are like me. Isn't it? But from the day he was born as a baby, he has the capacity of the father. So therefore, though some of you may be struggling with really operating in God's height, but that does not deny you of the fact that you are like God. I would together now. I want you, I've had brief time with you today, and I'm gone. But listen attentively. Jesus, the Bible says in John 1.12, as many who receive and believe in him, God give them the power to be called sons of God. If you look at the second line, the second verse, it says sons not born by human agreement or intellect, but born of God. So which means that your salvation is not because you are holy. Your salvation is not because you are a good boy. How many of you here, when your father and your mother decided to bring you forth, they call you to agree with them? That we want to conceive you now. Will you agree? Anybody? Nobody. Nobody's. Uh, so, okay. What about, is anybody here who, your father and your mother, the day they want to conceive you, they call you and say that you have been a good boy, so we will conceive and give birth to you. It doesn't happen like that. So God gave us birth because of himself. Your parents gave you birth because of themselves. They are the one who made decision that we want the child. Okay? You have no business in it. So you don't have business in God making you his son. He chose to be he chose in his heart that you will be his son. What a privilege. What a privilege. Many of us don't recognize this. Now, after we have been born, as it is to earthly parents, our decision to satisfy him pleases him a lot. And when any one of us is sinful and rebellious, it displeases him. Are we together now? So is God. So is God. Now, therefore... I won't give you that. Let's go now to Genesis. I told you the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26, God also made intention, and 27, God fulfilled his intention, and 28, God empowered them. And it says in verse 26, shall we, don't look up. Don't put this thing on the board anymore. I want to see whether you are the real headquarters. So, verse 26, what does it say? And God said... 
Yes. Good. So God said something at the beginning. The father, let us just make man in our image. So you look like your father. And I've taken you through that. But he said, in our likeness, and that is where we are working on. You have hands, God has hands. You have nose, God has nose. You have legs, God has legs. The Bible tells us all that. If, if you are struggling with that, I have seen a form of God before. I have been in the hand of the Father. His palm has marked like this. And I told you, the Father had put me in his palm. I was reading yesterday, this week about the, the doctor of um, a, the, a president of Nigeria called Abacha who died. That doctor came to say that medical has no reason for his death. I read it in the week. But I told you two days before he died how he would die. I told you in this church. It was published two days before his death. I saw the angel the Lord sent to take him out. When angels are instructed to take life out, no medical can really give reason why the person dies. He was healthy to the night before. All the taboos they are saying that a president came from somewhere is a lie. The doctor with his mouth said that we, he, a day before I was with him, tested him, he was a perfect man. He was a perfect man. He said, but when I was called in the morning, when he slumped, I got there, they were resuscitating, resuscitating him. He had foam all over his mouth. But that is not relevant. It's not cognitive with the situation that he is. There is a God in heaven. Listen to me, therefore. God gave back to you and I. We are his image. But also, we are his likeness. We know that in Genesis chapter 3, the likeness was made by sin. Isn't it? It was lost by sin. But then it was restored by Christ so that anybody who believes in Jesus Christ will be restored back to the likeness. Which is you and I. But you should understand the false principle that if sin was, the, was what cut off the false likeness and hindered the glory, continuous life of sin now will also hinder the glory. Are we in agreement? God hates it. If anybody wants to operate God and you really want to live a life that, you know, the Bible says something, that's what happened to you. The Bible says this, that's what happened to you. I told you last Sunday, stay away from sin. Those of you who are young, don't flock with the world because flocking with the world would set you back. The Bible says in 1 John 4. All right. And you can stand uh, uh, distinct from all this influence of the world, then God can reveal himself to you. And you will discover that your life will be easier Easier. Easier. Let me tell you a good profession. If you are having problem of employment, if you can just face God and operate in prophetic, they will employ you in office because of prophetic, though you are not qualified. Hallelujah, somebody. They call you for interview and you say that, Jane, what happened to you yesterday at Numbers 24, <laughs> Pepsi Street? Why did you go there too? You see that you see the situation. Are you telling what happened to him there? And see, if you hadn't gone there, you know, but you know what God is telling me, talking to you about me, interview become a lecture. <laughs> okay. There is nobody under heaven, even the satanists, even the agnostics, and even the atheists. They want to know their tomorrow. And you know, in this country, when you begin to tell them, they say, he's psychic. 
we need a psychic here. You got employed. Hallelujah, somebody. I was appointed to the board of a law firm for over 20 years just because of prophetic. The man who is no partner heard about what God did through me, flew from America to this church here. And that day he saw the manifestation. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. He went back to his colleagues and said, that, Why should we have, not have a prophet in the board of the law firm? I mean, we are all blind. He is the owner of the company. The next thing I had was a letter appointing me as a member of the board of the law firm. One of the biggest of such in America. Okay. And they sent me a ticket. And with my wife. To be introduced to the board. I didn't know that they were telling me that I too will follow them soon. Later. And I went. Stayed in a very good hotel. Enjoyed meal. They were running at Skelter when I came from the plane. With a big car to pick me up. You know and... Um, I said, oh my God, I am not a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) And we got to the boardroom and the chairman rose from his chair and said, sir, sit here. He is the chair. And he said that now we can commence. And they started talking all this, their legal, you know, stuff that will scare you. And, you know, lawyers know how to, they are just like doctors. Somebody have headache. They have a long name for him. <laughs> say he has a day for God's sake. And we know that I go and take Panadol. They will say the, that the, 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 the fear of the name can kill the patient. <laughs> thinking that something that is happening to his head is more than headache. So are lawyers, you know. And so I was there. First year, second year, third year. And then they began to introduce to big, big people, big, big people. Another person saw it and said, oh, I need a prophet too on my board. I want, I want you to be my patron. And before I know it, I became a patron of a board. And then one day, they called me for dinner for the patron to come. Everybody sat because they will not let patron come in when, you are still, when, you, when people haven't sat down. Everybody sat down and they kept me in the room and said, now we have our patron coming. I came in and everybody rose up. I wonder. And they rose up, they sat, and I got there. And they told me that I must sit down before they sit. Uh-huh. I sat down. <laughs> then everybody sat. And when everybody sat, they were waiting for the matron. And the matron showed up and an old woman was coming. And we all stood up again. And the woman was coming like that. And they brought the woman beside me. And they said to the woman that, uh, this is the patron. Oh, Apostle Williams, I've heard a lot about you. I said, yes, ma'am. How are you, ma'am? And stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. She sat down. It's Nancy Reagan. And then I pinched myself. I said, are you still alive? (laughs) Yes, you're alive. I'm telling you, God. You know, there's a song that says that we lose a lot of benefits because we do not have connection with the Father. The Bible is true. The race is not meant for the swift. Success don't come to the intelligence. Time and chance, and God is the time and the chance. I want you to see God purely. I want you to instruct your children to see God purely. When I was young, there was somebody who gave a testimony about me, Pastor, Pastor Ajayi. His father was my pastor. Many of you don't know that. He was born in my hand, grew up in my hand. When he was young like this, he was running after me. And he said, is this senior brother or your junior brother? They run after me. Because I was an intercessor, they loved that spirit. 
And then I think it's his senior brother who is a, he's a, a PhD holder in remote sensing or something like that. Your brother now in Birmingham. Is he the remote sensing? Okay, Obantan. And he will be coming to me. He will stand before me and say, I want to sing to you, big brother. I said, sing to me. Say, my Oja, no, some big guru yazo. My Oja, no, some big and I say, yes, Mahuja. I say, calling him Mahujano. Mahuja number. Now, let me tell you what. His father pastored me for 20 years of my life when I was a young man, from a young boy to a man. Okay? And here is he now. In those days, I have some colleagues when we were teens and when we were, you know, in our, to our early 20s, who I Give myself to prayer, to fasting. They are, they will be, they will be calling me names. Okay, they will be taunting me, and some will call me uh, out of touch. All right, my commitment is God and books. Today I stand in places they can't step the doors. Those of them alive. When I go to Nigeria, I pleading to serve under me. Is it because of academics? No, because of God as a young man. God, if, if God is your father, make up your mind in this house. You want to be like him before you drop there. Three things that you must do to operate God. One, clean the inside of your cup. Get rid of yeast and sin. Get rid of sin completely. Alright. The second thing you must do is that you must believe in Him. And the third thing, you must have faith in Him. Look at the book of First John 2, 15. Do not love the world. You can put this on the board now. Or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father. First John 2, 15. The love of the Father is not in him. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Why? Because the world is always opposed to the Father. You know, a minister asked me a question yesterday in my crusade, that somebody stood up in the church and said to them that, but, you know, I have a question, and the pastor said, that was a question. He said that, but why is, why is the church making a fuss about homosexuality? Now listen. He said to the pastor, can you answer me? Because homosexuality and fornication are sin. It's logically sensible. Because the same verse that talks about homosexuality talks about, about fornication. And it says those people who were to do cake and they refused to do cake for homosexual. What about if a fornicator came to them? Would they not do cake for fornicator? Why should Christians not do cake for homosexual? And the pastor said that, I can't answer you now. I will answer you later. 
Say, I can't. I don't know. And I will answer it later. He said, he now said, I will phone apostles. So when he heard that I'm coming over to Luton, he traveled all the way from Leeds. He booked the same hotel that they booked for me. He just booked the hotel, but he now discovered that we met in the hotel. He said that my wife and I have come because we want to ask questions from you. Our member asked us a question we can't answer. And he told me, this is the question. And I said to him, it's a matter of, it's simple. Ask that man a question for me. That if a fornicator came to you as a Christian and a, and a caterer and say, I am a fornicator, can you do cake for me as a fornicator? Will you do it? So, if a fornicator came and he didn't tell who he was and said, do a cake for me, will you not do it? You will do it. But if he tags it to fornication and if you say you are a Christian and you decide to do it, you are validated fornication and you go to hell. Okay? The issue of the homosexuals who came. I, the fact is that when they talk about news, we were taught to first understand facts of information before we talk. A law. You just don't talk things because people said it. I don't believe it. The fact of the matter is that the person came to the Ketra, Christian Ketra, said, do cake for me without telling who he was. And she, the family did cake because they baked cake. Then that man came back and said, can you put two men on the cake and write gay pride on the cake? And then the man said, I am a Christian. I cannot do that. I said, go tell person ask question. He, they didn't refuse to do cake. They did cake. But the when they now said to them that beyond cake, can you validate homosexuality? They have the rights, section 9 of Human Rights Act and section 14 to be read in, compl in compliance with section 9. The same right that gives you the right of speech, gave you the right of gender, gave you the right of belief, also gave you the right of you know, sexual orientation. And that section must be read to, you know, in compliance with section 14, which says a right of section 9 does not take preeminence over another right. So that if you are a gay, you cannot say that your right is more right than the right of my freedom of speech or freedom of belief. So where you see your own law from? I said, go and tell him that. The issue, the fact of the case he didn't get. That's the reason why he misinterpreted the thoughts. The fact is that they did the cake. But when they now came and said, put man and man there, will you do it yourself? Or write gay pride there, will you do it yourself? It's like if a prostitute came to you, do me cake. You, do, you did cake. Then he now came and said that, I want to write there, prostitution is legal. Okay? And as a Christian, will you do that? So that's the end of it. There are a lot of people in the church who do not know their God. When a person is trying to reason with the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You know, a person who loves God does not question God. A person who loves God, read the Bible, he just does it. What about somebody who decides that I'm not going to do it? You will live to your old age and discover that people who were born before your fathers, who didn't do it, they suffered. At that time, you can't relive your life again because you have now ended up your life in the sea of suffering. Abundant suffering. Everywhere you swim to, you suffer. That will not be your portion. 
Therefore, isolate yourself from the world. That is the sin. First John 5.18 It tells you, whoever is born of God does not continue to sin. For he that is born of God in him keeps him safe. And the wicked one cannot harm him. Sin. Now we won't talk much about that. Let's move. Second thing is believe. Believe and faith. They are two different things. Look at the book of Mark. When I was sharing this yesterday, you know sometimes the word believe is used synonymously for faith. Alright. But what is believe? Believe is accepting an information without evidence. That is believe. When I tell you that I'm your pastor, or I'm a pastor, I met you out, and you believe that I'm a pastor, you haven't got evidence to believe it. You just felt I should believe this man. Oh, how are you? Have you got a school to go now? You need to go now. Oh, yes, I've just been admitted to university. Oh, congratulations. Not because I saw the evidence. But because he said so, I believe. But faith is different. Faith is having trust and confidence in the person that spoke. Either having trust and confidence in a person or having trust and confidence in a system that is faith. But belief is accepting information without requesting evidence. Now let's look at two scriptures about this. Look at the book of Mark 9. If we read from verse 12, uh, put it on the board please. Mark 9. We read from verse 12. Really, it says Jesus replied, no, let's go to verse 14 really. Verse 14. And we read that to 23. When they came to the other side, other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the, the teachers of the law arguing with them. Okay? The next verse. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about? Jesus asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit. Listen to this attentively. A spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Now understand this. There was a demand upon the disciples. The man believed that because they are disciples of Jesus, they have the capacity to perform like Jesus Christ. The man has no doubt at all. Because you see, that other side of the, of the river, Jesus wasn't there. But his, some of the disciples were there. And these people have heard about what Jesus did. It's like you, when you tell people that you are from Christ, your tabernacle, anywhere in the world, the first thing is that whoever is listening to you, who knows Apostle Williams, has a standard respect of you. He does not expect you less than that. If you say that, I am a member of CFT Church, Pastor Billy, when he was ordinary member, he went to Birmingham, went to a fellowship in church, 
And they asked him, he said, See, the pastor said, can you come and admonish the church? He was an ordinary member. If that man is your pastor, there is an expectation. Now, imagine you now get to the pulpit, you are not saying, Emu, 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 Emu. Emu is my wife. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> At least people will expect that the last message of apostle, you have it current in your brain. So when they saw these people, they expected that this is Jesus. They are with him. They brought their son to that they called him and they prayed and prayed and prayed until prayer became incantation. Nothing happened. And the child was rolling on the floor foaming and the demon was screaming and screaming and screaming. So the people were fed up. Okay? Therefore, the next verse is, shall we read it together? If you look at the King James Version, it says, Oh, faithless generation. I think I will help you in this church now to answer a question, uh, you know, information that I received during the past two weeks. Some people are sending information about NIV version to try to discredit it. Don't follow them. They are devils. I'm seeing it on television when I go into New Cross. All those who are perpetrating are devils. They are influenced by Satan. Okay. The true interpretation of that statement is not faith. Faith is not faithless. It is unbelief. It is unbelief that gives birth to faithlessness. If you look at the the King James version, it does not have the word homosexual in from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't. Is it wrong? It's not wrong. Those who interpreted the, the limit of their knowledge of English is what they interpreted. And long ago, everybody who was born in their days have died. Okay? And they are not current. Their language at that time is not current now. If someone says that NIV version is not uh, a good version, you are telling me that it's only King James English that God hears. I have Yoruba Bible. It's as powerful as any Bible. The word... Yahweh does not exist in Yoruba Bible. Someone says that, you know, they say Yahweh is not in NIV Bible. Why do we have to put Yahweh there? The meaning of Yahweh is the Lord. Why should we call it Yahweh when the meaning is the Lord? In my own dialect, it's called Ulodumari. Uh, it's like me saying that the word Ulodumari does not exist in the English Bible, so English Bible is not credible. Can I say that? So then, don't be deceived. It is NIV Bible I read and I went to heaven more than 14 times. So if King James is more of God, I want somebody who only King James also may do that. It's not King James. King James has nothing to do with God. The interpretation in the time of King James is the English they speak that time. Law has moved on from Latin. So why should the church remain in the land of Latinos? <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. So for me, whether you read King James or NIV or American Standard Version, the Bible is the Word of God. They said, well, some verses are missing in King James. I read through all those verses. 
NIV study Bible referenced that they wrote the NIV from an older manuscript than King James. And in that manuscript, those verses did not exist. Okay? And they wrote there. If you look at those verses, they are just statements that were repeated too. I read them. You know, as a lawyer now, I shouldn't be taking anything just like poor garbage. In the past, you can pour every garbage on me. I just go. But now, if you tell me something, I will investigate. The Bible says investigate everything and hold firm the truth. So don't be caught in the ocean of, um, you know, um, um, I will say that um, flanking of words that you do not the origin. You read NIV. If you don't have any other translation through NIV, you will be saved. Many have been saved by it. The lame has walked. The blind has seen. Anybody who says to me that it's not the word of God, that person does not know what he's talking about. You read King James Version, many have been saved by many have been born again and been filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't tell me that King James Version is the word of God. Neither can you exalt a version above another version. I will not accept that because it is unethical, it is unscriptural, it is unphilosophical, it is unintelligible, it is, um, it is a mental alacrity. What are we talking about? The Bible they are doing in Nigeria now, let me tell you, I, this is the Bible. Now so I say, <laughs> I be God. I be God of your papa. We appear to now. For the forest. <laughs> the people who read that, that is the language they understand. So I don't want you, my child, to be involved in waste. If you read King James, as long as you manifest the word. You read NIV, manifest the word. I don't care about any... For me, the best translated Bible is NIV, full stop. And that is what... When I was called by LBC, London Broadcasting Corporation, Abby, LBC Radio, London, biggest conversation. They, invite, they, they phoned me, they put the head of gay and a reverend who was a gay online in the studio. And he said that, Apostle Williams, we have told these people we want to talk about homosexuality. So they said, we have here the brother of Jesus Christ is the king of gay, is a Jew. I said, you are very welcome, my fellow brother. They said, we have here Reverend Minister Mark, he is the reverend of Church of England, he is a gay. I said, my brother, you are very welcome. I said, so both of us are brothers by one thing or the other. So there they now began to talk about homosexuality. And then the reverend said to me that there is no such a word as homosexuality in the Bible. Yeah, he read King James Version only. He's not mentioning King James Version. Go to First Corinthians chapter 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 oh, six, verse nine. Let me show you something. Give me King James Version. Let me show you something. First Corinthians chapter chapter six verse nine. Shall we read this together? No, no, no. What is, we didn't put it there. Shall we read it together? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there? The back there. Shall we read it now? King James version. Just click the version. Somebody who has known that thing should do it on Sundays. Somebody who is just practicing should do it in the midweek so that we don't waste my time going out. 
Stop. What is effeminate? No. All right. You will see that not everybody understands what effeminate means. Majority of people do not know what effeminate means. Because it's not a current word. Okay? Except some of us who probably have met it and we have looked at what it meant. And look at the next verse. No abusers. No. Leave the same verse there. No, lie. We are reading. We haven't finished reading it. No. What does that mean? Abusers of themselves with mankind. Tell me what it means. Now in law, that is subjective. Okay? Abusers of man with mankind. You can mean this. I can mean that. Do we agree together, learned fellows? Now, that is what the man was telling me. And when you meet homosexuals, they will tell you that the Bible is as you interpret it. Because this is abusers of themselves with mankind. It can be somebody who is domestic abuse. somebody who is psychological abuse. It can be somebody who, you know, all this abuse. So when they were talking to me on the telephone, they said that this is the scripture. I said, objection. <laughs> Let us read the NIV. And we see the word abusers. Of, man, of themselves with mankind. What the NIV says. Just click NIV. Shall we read this together? Mm-hmm. Stop. You see what NIV said? And that is more applicable to your dispensation. Okay? Sexually immoral, it covers every sex immorality. Look at the next one. Yes? Stop. Male prostitute effeminate. Effeminate. So when I when NIV say male prostitute, all of you know it. But when it says effeminate, many don't know it. In the King James Version. And look at abusers of themselves with other with men. Look at it. Effeminate, male prostitutes, know what? So that is what abusers of themselves with men means. So this is objective. You can't interpret this. So when I read that scripture, the, the uh, moderator said, are you saying the word homosexual? I said, the Bible. I said, I'm reading Bible now. I said, tell Reverend Mark to open his Bible. And read it to the Jew who is the brother of Jesus. I said, you guys think that we are stupid. Who, who, who... Who uh, the moderator said, I told you, Mark, Alfred will finish you. I told you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told you. He said, That bishop finish you. Now, so during the break, during the break, he will be whispering to me and said, Finish them, finish them. I'm not again. He said, I will ask you a question. So when they come back from break, he will be asking a question that, as by the way, really, Apostle, how could you say that? The Bible is subject to any interpretation. And I said, Reverend Mark, you share the view. He said, yes. And uh, my friend, uh, brother from Jew, you are I said, well, to be stupid, can you, can you interpret to any other thing than being stupid? To be stupid is to be stupid. So when the Bible says homosexual offenders, I'm sure he's not talking about any other thing but homosexual offenders. 
The word homosexual is in the Bible. It's in the NIV version. And it's there. The moderator said, look, uh, Reverend Mark, just keep your mouth shut. You don't have anything to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when you read the Bible, when you read the NIV, when you read the King James Version, read the NIV. Okay? Someone say, what well, about the verses that are not in King James? King James Version did not pervert it. They wrote verse 19, and they omit verse 20, and they wrote verse 21. And they put the footnote about verse 20, that the old manuscript did not have this. Alright? Or a footnote that some ancient manuscript also said. So, if I read the NIV to know the English, so that I don't have to go and be opening dictionary to look for meaning of words. If I read verse 19, and 20 is missing, I would look at King James to see what 20 says. Isn't it? And then I keep on reading my 21 in NIV. That is not the crime. Someone says that the people who translated NIV, they, they also translated the uh, uh, book, uh, satanic books, satanic Bible. It's relevant. The tailor that sold the suit you are wearing, also sold for witches. <laughs> I don't care. A, 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 a publisher is a publisher. It doesn't have to burn again. The people you go to buy their food, Sainsbury's, uh, Aldi, or what do you call them, the, the, the mayor is the rest of them, the halal meats that you eat, whether they say invocation into it before they give it to you, you cooked it, you ate it, it was delicious. So what matters? Some Christians have been going about saying, don't eat halal meat, I will eat halal meat, that's the one I want. The one that is strangled, I will eat. Allah, they cut the neck and remove the blood. That I will eat. Whether they call it Allah or not. The Bible says that eat anything is from God. Instead of talking about all these things, we have sick people dying on the street. We can't cast the demon out of them. We can't raise their, their crippled and blind on the street. We are in the church talking about philosophical nonsense. Come on, let's go forward now. Let me finish my, let me finish my lecture with you. Don't join them in that madness. Let me finish my lecture with you. I will together now. Your Bible is the best Bible under heaven. <laughs> if you want to know what Bible is, read your Bible. Oh, yigi yigi. Tell me what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what that means in your language or English. Yeah? Yigi yigi. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm speaking in tongues. Now, <laughs> don't forget three things. You must make sure you work righteous. Second, believe what God has said. Okay? Don't doubt what is written. Just believe it. That is accepting information without looking for evidence. Because the Bible says it. That's it. God said it. That's it. The last one is faith. Faith. Is different from belief. Because the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. Thank you with that you put on the board. It says. Whoever shall come to the Lord must believe that God is. And is rewarder of those who what? But if you look at. If you look at. The beginning of it, it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and evidence of things not seen. 
Hope, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You know what? Let's read that, that faith from verse 1. Now, faith, let's read together. Use. That is NIV for you. In the King James, it is the evidence of things hoped for. It, it, it is the substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not said. You know something? Before I studied law, I can't interpret it properly. Because evidence, you have to be a lawyer to understand what evidence means. In the true form of it. When you talk about substance, and this is the reason why many who have taught faith misapplied it. But if you look at the word substance and the word evidence, what the Bible is really saying, which NIV put very clearly, is to be sure. Is it what NIV says? Faith, go to the NIV now. Faith is being sure. Substance, being sure. And the hope, that is the evidence. Hope for what you do not see. So simple. So that the layman can ordinarily apply it. Let's keep on reading it. Yes? Hey, hey, General Headquarters. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we done. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, stop there. Without faith, it is what? To please God. They will say, you don't argue God. You don't argue what God says. It's like a baby arguing with his father. The father said that he's crying, a baby crying. The father took from the mother food, milk, put in the mouth. And the baby said that, why are you giving me milk and you are eating rice? I want beef, I want beef, but no teeth in his mouth. How can't I eat beef? Why, why, why? There are things you don't ask why. In the Bible, God said it. I said it. Because you can never have the knowledge that God has. You can never understand fully what God says until you walk with Him to an extent. Even no matter how much we know in God on earth, it's nothing. When you go to heaven, it's a different ball game. All your formula that you are given. It's only good for the earthly region. You know, when I was doing law, our lecturer would first teach us some laws, eating something, decisions, and you would think you have known law. After all, they would just teach you something that happened last year and they have over, overruled all what you knew. Ah! What kind of course is this? 
when you have you have thought that you had this substance and then they just give you some cases recently that have changed that substance so what you are holding in your hand if you are still quoting eating something it is it is it is null and void so the knowledge of eating something is very knowledge here the, the same thing with god god is too old the things he said you may not understand it okay just accept it do it before you seek to understand faith without faith no one can please god so you know holiness you know believe in him and you know have faith in him trust and confidence that he is what he claims he is those are the three things you need look at hebrew 12 Memorize the scriptures, 11 verse 6 and Hebrew 12, 14. It says, make every effort to live in peace without, with all men and without holiness and be holy. Without holiness. So, I can't hear you headquarters. So, without faith, no man shall. Without faith, no man shall. Faith. Please God. Without holiness, see God. Don't forget it. Please God is faith. See God is holiness. Please God is different from see God. Okay? You can please God, but you can't see God. The key to please God, faith. The key to have encounters in God, holiness, not faith. To see holiness. To please faith. That's why some people who are non-Christians, they have faith. In God. And it works for them. I was watching a... Somebody sent something to my... Face me, I face you. Facebook. Brother, come and carry this stuff. Let's go. Take the two. Now, that person, they showed this film in BBC. Two, three Maasai Mara people, they, they were sitting like this in the bush with their spear. And they were showing just like about 20 feet away from them, 15 lions eating and tearing a buffalo that they killed. 15 big, monstrously big wild lions. And these Maasai Mara people, I'm talking about faith. You don't have to be a Christian to have faith. They sat down like that. And suddenly, the three of them stood up. And they started walking towards the lions. While they were walking towards the lion, they formed a, a, a line. And then they divided the line back into, you know, a straight line back into horizontal line. And while they were coming, the biggest of the lion, who is the dominant lion, he looked up and he kept on walking towards him. He ran. Then when that lion ran, other lion what was going on? And they looked up and they started running. And this Masamara continued to walk to the lions, 15, eating you know, they are, they are prey. You know when lions eat their own uh, kill, they will fight anyone that wants to take it. But this slim, slim lifeless man, I can punch one, one of them and he will collapse. They are so lifeless, you know, those guys. And they kept on walking. And then 
The second island, the third island, the fourth island. They kept on working until all the lions ran away. And when the lions ran away, they came over the kill. Two of them stood between the lions and the kill. Why one of them is cutting the tie at the hand of the, of the, of the tie. And then he cut it off and he carried it. And, went, and these lions just stood over there looking at them. Keep cutting their own kill. So when they finished cutting it, the two of them turned back to the lions and the three of them started walking away. And then the lions started coming one after the other in fear and started eating. These are wild lions. I told mommy, come and see. Christians will not have excuse before God. BBC showed it. I made a mistake. I would have recorded it for life to be showing you church. The Bible says the righteous are a bull as lion. You see a dog, ordinary dog, black. You started running. <laughs> Stand up, let me pray for you, Joe. <laughs> it's not film trick. I said, my God, there are people on earth. Faith. Without faith, no one will please God. Without holiness, no one shall see God. The prayer we're going to pray today is that, Lord, transform my heart completely. Give me a, a heart that obey you. Give me a spirit that serves you. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that you transform our, our hearts. We want to be righteous and walk in holiness. To walk in holiness is to just see God. It's an attitude that we attract relationship. We don't want to disobey God. Tell the Lord, give us a heart that will obey you. Give us a heart that will obey you. Father, 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 Father. Tell the Lord, give me a heart that believes in you. A heart that believes in your word. Every promise God has said to you, you must believe it. They will happen. Believe it. Believe in God and you'll be established. Believe in his prophet, you will prosper. Tell the Lord, help me to believe in you, O God. Tell the Lord, grant me faith, trust and confidence in God. Trust and confidence in God. Help me to trust you. Help me to have confidence in you so that I may release my life to your hands. Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed with hands given. Lord, I pronounce upon your people as you go in this week. The book of Exodus chapter 23 verse 19 says, The Lord will send his angel ahead of you. To bring you to the place that God has prepared. As you go this week, the angel of the Lord will go ahead of you. The Holy Spirit of God will bring you to the place that God has prepared for you. You will soon forget the shame of your widowhood. Every failure of your past shall turn to history. In the light of what God will do with you from this very hour before next Sunday. The Lord will visit you and the right hand of God shall come upon you. If anybody is here today that is sick, I command your sicknesses to vanish. I command your bodies to be healed. Anyone bound with the devil, I command bondages to be broken in the name of Jesus. I bind the captive and I cast him out in the name of Jesus. 
I rebuke the spirit that bind and I send them back to hell in the name of Jesus. I decree that everyone bound be set free. I decree that everyone that lost hope in this week, heaven will remember you. The Lord will take some stretch, strategic step in your life that will restore back your hope. Whatever you have lost over the years shall be restored back to you. The Lord will crown your ear with bounty. The Lord will answer the cry of your heart that you have been crying for months. This is the month of July, is the month of promise. As the Lord told us that in the month of July there will be convocation and we can see that happen now in Europe. Heaven will attend to your cry as well. A godly convocation of heaven shall be called concerning you. The Lord will open the book of remembrance over you. And the Lord will send his blessing over you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. The glory of heaven will surround you. And you shall be fulfilled in this new year. The Lord will grant you success in everything you lay your hands upon. He will send his rain to bless the works of your hand. Every assignment of death and sorrow over you are terminated. It will not happen to you. With long life the Lord will satisfy you. And he will show you his salvation. You shall not die but live. That you may reclaim the glory of the Lord. Every sickness that can lead to death will kill them. In the name of Jesus. And you receive life in the name of Jesus. You will live your full life man. Never again will you toil and others will take over. You will long eat the fruit of your labor. And you and your descendants shall be called blessed. So shall it be and so it is. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus anointed name we pray. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah. Before I go, let me tell you this. God is working seriously over his church in this month. I want you to have complete faith in God. Dear everything that have intimidated you, good things. Everything you have been afraid to step, you have been afraid to take because you have fear that whether I will I will not succeed. Step into them. Heaven is fully geared up for his sins. Now, what has happened to a good number of you is that you have felt that your, 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 um, your attitude is what determines your sonship. No. But your attitude is needed for relationship or sonship. Are we, you understand what I'm saying? If you are doing wrong before God, you have not been serving God as you have, you should. Don't go and sit down and be regretting. Just start joining us now. That's what God is about. Just join us now. Let us pray together. There is prayer in this house every day, 6 p.m. There is Bible study in this house every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. The people who are in that Bible study, they started reading Genesis. Now they have got to Judges. Isn't it? And you can join them. There is Bible school on Wednesday here in this parish. Where people are studying. Now they are studying the book of Esther. You see, all these things, every knowledge read from the divine word impact life. And you can never know which day that the God of heaven will visit and remember you. Don't exempt yourself. Be serious with God. That's what I'm just saying. Let God be able to depend on you. If Everybody will behave like you. Who will be in church? Then who will serve God? Sunday is not, is not service. Sunday, Sunday, that's not what God calls you. The Bible says they attended the temple daily. Take God serious so that God can take you serious. If you don't take God serious, in the days that you can challenge God, you won't have the confidence. 
You must be able to say to God that, but God, I attend this meeting. God, I do this. God, I do this. You should not be person that when things are not really going the way you think, you can't really tell God what you have done in the house. You are not really seen by God to be useful. So let's do that. You know, those of you who are working like um, government work and stuff like that, yes, you know, God understands the time you connect your mind with the program. But those of you who are self-employed, you have no rights. You have no, you have no, you, if you are self-employed, you can close your shop and go and serve God. Muslims, when it is time for their prayer, they will leave. If you want to buy anything from them, you carry a million, they will tell you to get away with your million. They will go and do their prayer. How can Christians serve God more like that, you know, than those people? And you are the one who serve the true God who can make your life easier. You know, if you rob God with your time, you are looking for a job. You know what heaven says? Let us see how far you can do it and you will get better. But ask people who find time to seek God. God will just say, okay, why don't you remember, can we not remember the works of this world? Okay, let's put him in charge of this. And people who serve God have easy life. I tell you. Don't let the devil rob you. Also, when you come to church on Sunday, invite people. Don't come alone. Tell somebody. Are you with me now? The time has come for you in this church to be filled up so that you are having three services on Sunday. And it has to happen through you. He that witness soul is wise. And those who are wise reward shine. These things are very plain in the scripture. And they are the fact about you. But I want to go this week. And take every step necessary. Allow God to have something to bless. There must be something in your hand. For God to bless. So you know. Dear God. By taking ventures that we create. Atmosphere. For God to bless. Don't give up any fight. The battle has not, is not over. I were together now. And we didn't come to this world and we are promised goodies. We will fight in this world. But the victory is ours. May the Lord continue to bless and strengthen you. Remember me in your prayer. By tomorrow, I will be in the plane to Nigeria. Friday, I will be back. I'm having the conference with the prophetic voice in in Lagos on Thursday. And I'll be joining our team in Jesus City on Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll arrive Tuesday morning from there to Jesus City. On Wednesday, I'll be going to Jesus City to do some surveillance job. And then Thursday, I will hold meeting with the ministers. Friday, I'll be back. Then next week, we are going out for our ministers' retreat. If you still want to join, there is this space. You can still join them. That is if you know you have the uh, privilege to do that. Keep praying for me. I'm praying for you too. If you don't pray for me, you are a debtor. Hallelujah. From next Sunday, we're going to change our offering collection method. I'm going to pray over your tithe so that we separate your tithe from your offerings. I found it in the scriptures. So that when we take offering, if you have your tithe, you stand up and I'll pray over it and I'll speak the covenant over it and then they will collect that. And then we'll give our offerings. And then that will be general operations. This is in the scripture. And I will start to implement that. But I love you. And God bless you. Mom is not here today because she went to preach in the church. So pray for her and God bless you. I'll see you on Sunday. But make sure Monday to Friday you are what? Here. You are general